Hey guys, just listening to the questions pod. The question about a big name player being out for a grand final win. The Raiders won the comp in 1990 without Brad Clyde. That's the winner. This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of NRL Boom Rookies. Alongside me, as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. Good day, mate. And Dal Roots is here. I am. Not all uh, here, but that's but, no different from normal. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and today we have diehard Panthers fan and friend of the show, uh, Michael Gregson, a.k.a. Shunter86 online. How are you, mate? Uh, I'm pretty good, Matt. How are you? Oh, I'm not, not too bad. I mean, obviously, you're doing a bit better than I am after Saturday's <laughs> game, but... Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, uh, so obviously we're doing a Panther special and a Melbourne special before our grand final preview comes out on Saturday. And we, we thought we'd be a great idea to have a diehard fan of each team on the show. We've got a Melbourne Storm one coming tomorrow with M. Sprouster, uh, the only Storm fan in Sydney, I believe. Uh, north north of the uh, north yeah, of the Mario. So she got the, got the call up by default. So that was nice. But um, yeah, the, we had a rich crop of Penrith fans to choose from and we chose you. We chose the, the only terrible one. The only yeah. one. <laughs> this podcast was not happening if Shanta said no. It was like him and that was it. You mentioned someone else I never heard of. No, don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> but anyway, Shanta, if, if, back in the first week, of the season or sorry, even the present, did you, obviously you talk to storm fans and they're like, Oh yeah, we kind of just make the grand final every year. It's not that big a deal, but for you, it's been, you know, since, since that amazing day in 2003. And then before that it was 1991. So these are few and far between for you. So, I mean, did you expect to be here at this, at, at this, at this part of the year? All right. Well, I didn't really expect us to finish uh, first on the ladder. That's for sure. I, honestly picked us uh, like fifth or sixth was as high as I thought Penrith could go. And uh, I, I thought, you know, maybe get back to the second week of finals and probably put in a better showing than we did in the, um, you know, second week flame out uh, Griffin years that we were there. <laughs> um, I want to talk so, about the Griffin years. No, please. Uh, uh, this is your podcast, not mine. <laughs> no, 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 that's all right. Sorry. Sorry. You no, can't no, not you're going to go, the Griffin years. You're gonna, you're gonna go through some Griffin years. <laughs> yeah. I already have cracked a beer for this pod, so yeah. thank you. Yes, but yeah, so that's it. I just didn't expect us to do this well. And I did see, you know, it's funny though. I did see some content in the preseason about um, uh, like this army camp that they were doing. And I thought, oh yeah, this is all really well produced. What, was, it on, was it on any particular video platform that you watched that content? <laughs> um, I believe it was on the club website. Oh, good. So, okay, good. So is the other stuff there by the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well, you know, you've got you to take ownership of the narrative. So, you know, yeah, it all makes that is important. the club website. That is true. So, yes. But I, I thought, oh, yeah, they're going to be a tighter knit group this year. And uh, Mitch, I heard you uh, on a preseason pod talk about how everyone seemed to be a bit happier and you thought, you know, to be a happier club this year and yeah, it's just completely blown me away what's happened so far and to put it in yeah put it into perspective I I had to explain to my wife like the significance of Penrith making a grand final and I said it's actually like doing the quick math in my head it was like half my lifetime ago <laughs> that they last yeah. made a grand final it, it is weird to think about that 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 2003 game was was 17 years ago now, which is, let's yeah, move as past, you say, more than half a lifetime ago. <laughs> but um, I do feel like, like, Shana, like, as well, that age, you probably didn't fully appreciate 
what going to a grand final meant. I don't know. Maybe you did, but I certainly didn't when I was younger. Mm. And I, I, I wonder if, um, if Penrith fans who were our age then, like, would realize what it meant because, as you mentioned previously, I think this was before we were on, on air. Like this was between then and the last time that they went to a grand final was twelve years as well. So, like people who were our age, you know, in their in their late twenties and thirties, wouldn't have realized what an achievement that was when they won the comp in ninety one, and then obviously won the comp again in two thousand and three. And then, as you as you say, like I mean, people younger fans now won't realize how big a deal it is for them to to have made the grand final this year as convincingly as they have yeah that's it i know that um yeah i didn't really yeah i didn't really sort of think about um how significant it was because you know 2003 they made the made the grand final won it then 2004 got knocked out in the prelim by the dogs who went on to win the comp and i thought oh yeah you know that's all right we'll we'll be there or thereabouts next year then uh Two, you know, two straight years missing the finals, and uh, Penrith hired Matt Elliott. So, <laughs> yeah, so another th- was it another three years out of the Again, finals? Can there? we I stop making this so. my podcast? I mean, we've just oh no, no, I, oh, I blanked on that, Dale. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Um, but, okay. with, but yeah, I think that 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 Penrith team you talk about there, you kind of hope the fortunes of this squad are different because that that team, that 2003 team, kind of defined almost a decade of that club, and even then, like. Guys like Luke Lewis went on. You try to move on. Then Luke Lewis and Jennings went on to better success after they left Penrith. It kind of like you you haven't been able to leave that generation behind for a while. So potentially these guys might finally let you do that. Yeah, that's it. It's um, it just feels like it just feels so weird too. Just watching the game, watching the game now, thinking yeah, it's been a long time since we've tasted <laughs> tasted success. Just seeing how differently the game yeah. was played and uh yeah. So it'll be yeah. So it'll be really nice to finally well yeah finally sort of close close the book on the on the, on that era and just yeah be if we can you know, be successful going forward yeah. what do you well, think are the biggest differences as a fan watching them last year and this year um i just don't oh for me for me being a fan i have eventually grown to feel confident in the team i just i was one of the i've i've had ptsd watching this team for for years just um because they just i don't know i I just i never i never really felt that they were a a tough team um i thought i always thought penrith were kind of uh you know they were kind of soft and it's just this year um just watching well the way that tamo's playing the way that fisher harris is playing and then well now yo in the middle as well um what having Tedavano coming off the bench trying to hurt people um <laughs> and uh having little baby Moses Leota coming off the back fence <laughs> um I don't know it just yeah I feel like we're a t- we're just a tougher team um no one's gonna just walk all over them in the middle um that's that's probably yeah that's probably the biggest uh the biggest thing and obviously uh now in defense as well yeah they just seem to be like working harder for working harder for each other um yeah, whereas uh, I don't see I don't see too many you know, too many really soft tries conceded, or if or if they do concede a couple of tries, I don't yeah you know, I, I don't think the floodgates are going to open anymore. I don't think oh well this is it mm. game over. So yeah, just they just seem to yeah they're, they're tougher and they just seem to work harder for each other now. Yeah, so we've looked at so I mean just looking over their season, I mean this is one of the all time great 
regular seasons. Um, obviously, they had that first up draw with the Knights, which seems crazy in hindsight. Um, and since then, they lost just one game and they were, you know, some Wong and Blake madness away from going <laughs> the entire season without losing once. Um, but it's weird because... Um, so Harry Ramage actually messaged us on Sunday, I think, and was like, oh, it, it, it would Penrith losing or would Penrith not winning the comp go down as one of the biggest chokes ever? And it just feels weird to say that even though they won 18 out of 20 games and, and drew one as well, that I, I don't think that that's necessarily true. I just want to get your thoughts on that. Do you feel like there is pressure on Penrith to sit? Now, I guess it's influenced by the fact with the bookmakers, you're actually the outsiders. So, I mean, do you feel like, can you, and I'm just being like, you know, as a Ravens fan, you had that amazing regular season last year and then it all fell apart in the playoffs. Like, and I guess you kind of had that with the Carolina Panthers in the NFL as well. Like, would you, do, do you feel kind of that way with this Panthers team? And, and, and like, does, does it kind of need, do you kind of need to win the premiership to sort of validate what a great season it's been? Um, oh, I think for me personally, no. I think it's um, just, again, it's just the way that, the way that they're playing now. I think that's, as long as that's sort of, that's, I mean, that's the way that they've, um, oh, they've done so well this season because of the, the changes in, well, the changes that I've, that I've observed and I mentioned before. So I don't know, just, just seeing how well they played and the fact that they've strung those wings together, that, that just validates me that this is, this is a legit good team now. Winning the premiership would obviously just galv- would galvanize that, but I don't think you're going to, I think basically every, you know, like of every sort of you know like Facebook fan will be like oh, chokers. <laughs> That's just the way that it's going to be perceived. If Penrith don't win, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I, I don't. I don't want to say too much. I don't want to stray into like. Oh, I'm just happy to be here. Yeah, no, no, do it. Just so, do do it. it. <laughs> oh, no, 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 I was going to go. I was going to go with that. I'd be uh, already talking about the prelim, but yeah. Uh, anyway, no, that's um. <laughs> oh, shots. <laughs> no, what? No, that was not a shot. It wasn't. But I knew what he meant. Yeah, no, Thank that's you. it. Thank um, you. So yes, uh, that's yeah, that's it. Look to me, uh, making them what finishing first on the ladder, the win streak, where they are, where they are now. I, to me, that this is a legitimate good team, and it's been a great season. But um, I think in the eyes of a lot of a lot of fans, it'll be all for. No- I mean, and it's true. It's like you want to win the grand final. That's the yeah. whole point of this thing. Minor yeah. premiership's lovely. Winning streak's lovely, but. They could have like and, you know, they could have dropped three games heading into the finals, and I wouldn't give a shit if they won the grand final. You know. Yeah, and you got and you mm. know as well as anyone else does, mate. Like everyone always expects the young team to stay together and and be there next year or two years or whatever. And this team is talking like that, and they're singing from the same song sheet. But that's easier said than done. You only get yeah. to the grand final so often. You got to win it when you get there. Uh, yeah, that, that, I, well, I, yeah, that's right. I did see um, Brian Fletcher, the chief executive, not the former Roosters and South back rower, um, saying today that, you know, he, he, I think his quote was, uh, let me pull it up. Yeah, he said, like, um, nothing changes next year and why can't it stay like this for the next five years? Um, you, you, you would never say you're going to fit. win a comp, but look at all their ages. We've got the coach signed. We've got Nathan Cleary signed. The system works. We don't have to go reinventing the wheel. Would you rather be playing here for the next four or five years or taking a few dollars less and playing in winning side or go somewhere else? Which I guess is a fair point, but you do have a lot of guys coming off contract this year, including Jerome Luai, Isaiah Yo, Josh Mansour, Stephen Crichton, Matt Burton, and Spencer Linear, as well as obviously mm. James Tame already heading heading off. So it, it is tough. And how difficult is it sort of, I guess, knowing that it can all just end like so suddenly with, with the way this sport works and with the way that teams are sort of always sort of circling around the top teams to sort of pick off their best players? 
Yeah, I've been thinking about this uh, a bit. Just yeah, because uh, looking at the off-contract list for 2021. So uh, yeah, as you said, James Tarnow's already signed with the West Tigers. Uh, but other than that, uh, the rest of this squad, everybody else is under contract until the end of 2021. So uh, even though you think, oh yeah, they've got at least one more one more year in the in the window, so to speak. Um, that doesn't nest. That doesn't mean that they're going to get back to the grand final again next year, and that yeah. doesn't mean that you're not going to yeah. have um, injuries rip through the the squad because we've been so lucky this year to yeah, I mean, not I mean, have any is, major injuries. On, that thirty, on, that thirty, yeah, say, the thirty all squad 30 all fit. being fit is absolutely insane. Like you'll mm. never get that luck again. And I'm not saying obviously we're not saying that means you have to win it this year, but yeah, it does seem like everything's sort of broken perfectly. But let's sort of let's take a step back and kind of look at this season. So. Who this year, Shanta, has, has shocked you the most in terms of their play? Like, I mean, we all knew that we all knew that guys like Nathan Cleary had that in them to step up to another level, and we've seen that this year. But then there's been guys that have come from absolutely nowhere, like Stephen Crichton and Jerome Luai. I just wanted to get your thoughts, kind of, on which of these players have sort of maybe shocked you the most this year. Uh, still, the biggest shock for me is Isaiah Yo. Has just, to be. Has it's to be just oh, it's just crazy. I I mean, look, I've. I've like loved Isaiah Yo for years because he's uh, he I don't know I, I loved him as like a you know center back row utility I thought oh, ah yeah, you know rangy back rower to give me Trent Waterhouse but not a douchebag vibes <laughs> um, but yeah I was just oh like, especially I think it was last was it last year or the year before he had a spate of concussions or he's carrying I, I watched him like he's just carrying a shoulder injury through so much of the season and like wincing in pain and taking ages to get up and I'm just thinking man he's gonna he's gonna be completely cooked and then this year like, shove him in the middle <laughs> and all of a sudden he's transformed he's doing so doing so well in the middle and he's added this element of ball playing and it's just something that I didn't expect from him uh, yeah so just the way that he's playing at such a high level and just how he's I mean he did he did have another concussion this year but um it wasn't throw like, it on the pile it's fine yeah yeah his brain's mush uh, at this point yeah that's right it knocked him in, it knocked him in the mushy section he's fine mm-hmm. so it's no new damage yeah that's so that's it just yo staying healthy and just the way he's completely transformed the way that he played and how crucial that is um, for Penrith having these like ball playing middles now. Yeah. And yeah, Joe just being a big part of that. And also I suppose uh, Josh Mansour for not being dead yet. Yeah. I really, he's back. He's, he's uh, all right. Yeah. I, um, Oh, look, I still don't, I don't, I don't know what happens with him when he goes, when he goes off contract because uh, Penrith, shockingly managed to re-sign uh charlie staines for um for another couple of years and so uh, he's you know he's got to play somewhere but uh mansour's uh resurgence uh gone back to you know back to the uh like peak mansour stuff of like a couple of hundred meters a game and um yeah surprisingly with the new rules is you're not getting complete you know posterized every week too <laughs> that's what i was, that's what I was awesome. are we sure are we sure that it's josh mansour I was going to say, was it Abbas Miski? I don't know. Have we, are we having an Avril Levine moment in the NRL? I want to believe. You say that uh, Shantari is averaging the most metres of his career this year is uh, Mansell, which you wouldn't That's have expected crazy. after the dip well, his, the last couple of years. His yardage runs along with Toro's on Saturday just killed me. Every set, those two were just running yeah. right through the middle of the defence. 
Yeah, which is again weird, like the whole bombing to Dylan Edwards things. Like, <laughs> then, <Just> stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one I thing kicked the ball really high. One thing that stood out for me this year with Penrith, which I didn't see in previous years, it's not, not we we all knew that they always had this talent and they were always touted as as, as one of the great sort of nurseries of the sport, but like. This level of aggression and this level of physicality that this team has this year is not something that I've really associated with them in the past. Like, do you feel that way, Shanta? Like, I feel like when I watch them, like James Fisher Harris is just straight up hurting people every time he tackles them. Like, everyone is playing with a chip on their shoulder, and they're playing with this sort of heat that that I've not seen from them in previous years. Yeah, that's it. Uh, as I said before, I had always felt they were kind of soft, but yeah, this year they're playing very aggressive, getting up off the line very quickly. And uh, yeah, just hurt, just looking to like hurt some people. And it's just, it's look, it's, it's fantastic to see because, you know, for years I felt like we were susceptible to that, you know, we'll just roll over and show our bellies when anyone does that to us. But now the uh, Penrith just aims up now. So that's definitely a, well, it's a huge factor in, why they've done so? Why they've done so well? And it's just, mm. it's just, re- it's just refreshing. I've, and, and they tend to, they tend to hunt in packs as well. Like, I mean, it's not necessarily <laughs> just, just one bloke shooting out of the line. It's kind of like two or three or four coming out at a yeah. player and kind of surrounding and got, them in a block. Then you got Jerome Luai and Toe coming for high fives after it. The whole yeah. pack gets <laughs> good job, boys. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I really thought this is gonna get into some Snapchat gear, but... No, no, we're not going there. <laughs> no, no, we're not, we are oh, purposely yeah. avoiding it because but, of Australia's yeah. weak defamation laws. Yeah, well, I've got my first question about Penrith making the grand final myself, and it's, uh, firstly, how dare you? <laughs> that's, that's it. How dare you? Uh, <laughs> look, I'll be serving you uh, But I will say, um, the bizarre thing, like Bunga did mention reputation that's been around the Penrith squad for a number of years, and we, we've been told, you know, every year for the la- almost the last seven or eight years that... This pack, this is the pack of juniors. This is the pack of players at Penrith, and they've shipped out guys every two or three years. It's like the boy who cried wolf. It's the club that cried juniors. I didn't. I just didn't listen by this point. So this oh, year's like yeah. this. This year's bunch caught me by surprise, and not the sense of like Fisher Harris we knew was good already, but Jerome Luai being this good got me by surprise. Ed, Edwards actually being good, Stephen Crichton being the real best young back in the competition that no one seems to talk about. Brian Tua, all these guys been there forever. But I stopped giving a shit hearing about Penrith Juniors. Like, I kept hearing about all of them. I stopped caring. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm sure that guy will be great. Just like, you know, Moylan and Cartwright were and, and how Peachy went down was amazing. Whatever, I don't care. But, yeah, it turns out I should have cared because this patch has been together since, what, like 2015 or so? Most of these guys have been playing together since. This yeah. was actually the real deal, which just never happens in NRL. Guys never go, like, from, fifth, from 20s to New South Wales Cup together to NRL and be good each level the whole way through. But these guys somehow did it. Well, we had the decoy juniors coming through before that we, you know, we managed to <laughs> offload to Cronulla and the Gold Coast. They were the front line of the war, were they, mate? They were the front line of the war. You send to the decoy juniors. Yeah, that's it. The Trojan juniors. So, yeah, Play we on. got those those ones there. So nobody had any cap space to take any of the good ones yet. Yeah, but it's like, so in 2013, you guys won the 20s grand final. Isaiah Yo was in that team. In 2015, you won that grand final. You had Naden, Edwards, Tyrone May, Drome Luai, Leota, and Fisher Harris in that grand final. In twenty six the next year you lost with Edwards, May, and Martin. And then in twenty seventeen you won New Wales Cup with Luai, Kikau, Martin, Hetherington. And obviously guys are in and out of that side based on availability and where they're playing, but it's like essentially there's you know, the core of the team almost, bar guys like Cleary who's already in first grade. 
and Coruscant, who was on a on a bit of an excursion and came back. Like they've just been together that whole time, and it just just never happens in the NRL anymore. And it, it's despite my distaste for the Clearies and Gus Gould and what Gus Gould will say about this when you guys if you do win, it's nice to see that stuff actually happen because we hear so much about a junior bunch and it's never happened. That it's nice to see those guys stick together and actually play like mates because it's so rare you see a team play like a bunch of juniors or a bunch of mates anymore. Yeah, that's it. And um, there's been a lot of stories. Um, now coming out about the uh, the boys who grew up around Mount Druitt. So, yeah, like mm. Jerome Luai and Crichton and uh, Lanou and, and May, guys like that who, um, oh, and Toto, uh, yeah, all grew up around like that area. And, yeah, just uh, so that, that's sort of that's sort of a bond and wanting to do Mountie County proud. <laughs> and, it's just, it's just, I know, it's just, it's just cool. It's just cool stuff. And, um, yeah, and that's, and that's it. Actual, like, yeah, and it, and it's good. Like actual local, actual locals that you know. So a lot of like a lot of ones that've come through the grade, uh, come through like the the grades here and junior clubs here. But then, yeah, as you said, getting ones that even if you know they, they're not true like Penrith locals, like you know Fisher Harris, they brought over from mm. New Zealand. But just guys that, that that have been in the system for for years together, and they they know each other, and um, yeah, as you said, they're mates, and they they play like mates, and you you see it on you see it on the field. You do, and you hear it more this year with um the the less crowd noise. You hear like the the charhooing and and stuff that does sound like a park footy, like an A grade team, and that's the best. I love that part about yep. this squad because like, you know, it's you don't care if you have you don't care if you make the grand final and win, and none of your team was juniors. No fan cares about that, but it is really goddamn nice if they are. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But now, if I may, um. If I may invoke the name of Gus Gould. Here we go. <laughs> the guys you agreed him. See ya. <laughs> right. Uh no, he's no, this is what this is what he crapped on about for years with the uh the Brisbane Broncos model. <laughs> he wanted to have, <laughs> yeah. have uh most of this and, and it but it's it, it, I know it's it's, it's it funny because it's Gus. It's funny because it's Gus, but it's it's true. Like most of the most of the squad, like uh, are guys that have come through the grades at Penrith, whether they're you know full blown local products or just in the system for a while, and with a few key imports. And mm. well, yeah, you see what some of the like some of the imports in this team, like James Tamo and Appy Corusau and Zane Tedavano and Kurt Capel, bringing something. They're coming from Premiership, you know, being Premiership winners and having that having that experience and still being able to play at a at a high level that's mm. yeah that's um yeah that's it so that that's basically what you that's ideal isn't it you get the um get the young and uh, but that's a, this is a part that uh the gus you know stuffed up um towards the end of his tenure was the you have these young kids but you have them on young kid deals that's the part that matters <laughs> mate that's it that, stop extending them more <laughs> oh no no this is yeah look i'll i'll just do a I'll I'll get off the uh, off track for a minute and just that's on track about. for us. Oh no no oh well, yeah no this is no this I'm on I'm on Doyle's track because I know this is this is what he wants to hear. This is where it's basically look I because we're on the topic of Gus. Were we going to bring up Gus anyway? Yeah, mate, look, you can take whatever topic you want to do. Off topic is Wonderful. topic on this podcast. That is on topic. <laughs> Wonderful. All right. So Gus, because you're talking about how much credit he's going to claim for this, he deserves a lot of credit. But there's a lot of the uh, a lot of the problems over the years with the side have also been his doing. Mm. He say, oh, he look, he saved the club's ass. He used his he used his 
connections to you know like reach out to James Packer about a loan to help keep the like the Panthers leaves club afloat and they got you know they got in Warren, they got in Warren Wilson through Gus and they they tidied up their operation offloaded a bunch of underperforming regional clubs yada yada, yada. so they got so he got them to a position where they weren't going to go broke and die and they have this state of the art training facility now uh, but where uh, I think where Gus really went wrong was when he big brained it with these um, these contracts. He um, he thought he thought it was really clever to right. We've got this got this local junior. And they're on a you know, they're on like a small money deal. They're not off contract for a couple of years. What if we extend them for four year, three years, four years, five years at what his uh, what his perceived what was perceived unders at the time based on the way yeah. that they're playing. But, you know, fast forward a couple of years and they're playing like bustards and you're paying them well above what they're actually worth. And then it's like, oh, geez, well, who's the mark that we're going to have to offload these, this guy onto. Mm. And that's, and that's where they, that's where the club found themselves. The, the, oh, the dumbest one I think was like Trent Merrin when we signed him. I'm about to say that one. Yeah. Trent Merrin, that was the dumbest contract. I've said it over and over again because you signed, you signed him. He was great his first year. And uh, he was so he was doing so well that even though he was signed he was signed for three years, Gus signed, extended him for another two, yeah. and then we ended up you know, moving him on to the Super League at the end of his third year. It's like, wouldn't it be nice if we didn't extend him for two years in his first year? We yeah. could have just let him go at the end of that third year. It was bizarre. He see, he joined in 2016, and he was re-signed in July of 2016. Yeah. And- yeah, I remember when we found out. Everyone, it was like shocked a lot of people just because it was like, why? Why? <laughs> like, yeah, that's it. It's um, yeah, there were a few like a few decisions like that. Um, it's funny, but these long contracts, some of them you got like, some of them we got lucky. Like uh, Isaiah, I think like Isaiah Yo. Honestly, I can't remember when he was re-signed, but he was re-signed for like five years. <laughs> so yeah. it well yeah i can't do the maths it's probably what 2016 2017 well, uh, yeah. he was re-signed, he re-signed five in years. 2017 to the end of next year so yep. what yeah five-year deal so yeah if isaiah yo continued down the you know head knocks and shoulder injuries and whatever trajectory then we'd be looking at, oh geez we're and stuck he, with him he just re-signed in 2016 as well just like you mentioned so yo re-signed and then re-signed again for like five years just yeah like I, thought, I thought that was i thought that was i thought that the mail out because i got all the member emails i thought i thought the mail out system was screwy but no he no. re-signed again so, and, and he now, was now signed got... to the end of 2019 when he re-signed again as well <sighs> <laughs> yeah, well, well, yeah, we've got, um, and we've also got uh, Dean Farre, I think, who's also on a long, a long deal. Like he, I don't know what neutral option means. That's anyway, that's, that's what it says. So he's on under contract until the end of, end of next year. And then 2022 is a mutual option, whatever that means. And he but, resigned in 2017. And I think that's one of those deals that everybody was like, that is a bad deal. Even Dean Farre's biggest fans, just because of his body. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, Dean. I, I look. I I like Dean Farre. He's been uh, he's been great for Penrith. He was one of the first um, God, one of the first signings in the um in the Gus era that I was sort of like excited about. Like a mm. a young a young promising like outside back um, coming on board, and yeah, one of the best descent, uh, defensive centers in the game for for a while there. You know, highlight reel hits, and um, yeah, it's just his body's really just let him down the last few years. It's yeah, it's sad it's coming to coming to an end but 
he's still yeah. going to be under contract for another couple of years. One of my things with, with the Gus stuff, though, and it's the same thing I have with Brownie, and they're great the uniting again next year, is that Gus does <laughs> deserve some of the credit, but it's the same thing that happened with Brown is like, they get credit for things when they're not at the club. Like, the, the club goes better without those people, and they still get credit, and that's like, come on, it went better. Like, he did put, it's like being, okay, I'm a supplier of fine meats, okay? I, and I bring this fine meat to two cooks, a toddler and a Michelin star chef. I'm Gus Gould, the meat supplier. <laughs> and that's it. Like, <laughs> I was saying, really wondering where you were going that's with it. that. That's, all. that's it. Who's going to cook it better, the toddler or the Michelin star chef? It's like... I feel like I've you... seen this video on YouTube before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you're right. I mean, like a lot of the things that Gus did were like not around the squad. So like, obviously he improved the training facilities or, or looked to improve the training facilities. And there were other things that he did, but yeah, as you say, like people will not look at the Dean Fare is a skeleton with meat attached deal. Yeah. Uh, and Isaiah Yo has a brain made out of creme caramel um, deal. Instead, they will look at the fact that the, you know, the training facilities now are top notch and that they have a, have an academy for one of a word mm. and that they are bringing through local juniors and juniors from the kind of central West and that they've got those yep. uh, partnerships with Dubbo and Bathurst and those other um, larger country towns. And they're bringing those, that talent through, but they will forget that like they signed, you well, know, I mean, 12 players on, you know, $500,000 deals who haven't played in three years. Yeah. So what, you mentioned Gus wanting to copy the Broncos model. Well, the model he had copied was just get the juniors together, but re-sign them all forever, which is the model that's sucking at Brisbane now. <laughs> anyway, he goes, he leaves and yeah, they have the juniors and yeah, they're all coming off contract next year. But if they weren't all coming off contract in a similar time next year's, they'd be paying them all for four years. Like he, that was planning out to do anyway. Like, yeah. You know, the, the whole point of young fellas being good value and juniors being value is that their value, you get them on the shit cheap deal at the start of their career. Oh, that's why I'm happy uh, the way that Penrith handled the, uh, the Charlie Staines uh, deal. That was a funny one. That was, now that, look, that was, that was really good. I don't know. I don't know whether or not Penrith just got lucky because he had that, uh, that hamstring injury that was bothering him that spooked off any clubs from offering him any significant amount of money or it was just because I, I've, I felt, I thought that this was um, like our, like we were becoming like the Raiders where um, it's like, well, okay, we can get more money elsewhere then go, go get it. That's what I, I've, I'm hoping that that's the way that uh, they're going to, they're going to handle things now because I feel, yeah, for a long time, Penrith's, yeah, Penrith's identity, Penrith thing is like juniors, juniors, juniors. Like they lean right into that. They wear a develop. You know, they put out that uh, that propaganda video I sent you a few weeks ago. It was like we're a development club. <laughs> um, the chances are you've got one of our guys. It's like that kind oh, of that, that kind of tosh. Ugh. Anyway, um, yes. So they, I think, I think I first I first really noticed it in like 2010 when. Um, Oh, I can't remember who we lost. I think it might've been when we lost um, like Frank Pritchard, like the club. Frank the yeah, when, when, Frank, when Frank Pritchard signed with the dogs, I remember a lot of the fan base was all up in arms. Like, Oh, I can't believe we lost Frank Pritchard because he was the, um, you know, he was like the strike weapon second rower that we basically didn't have again until Viliami Kikau. <laughs> so, you know, it was a long time between having like someone like that, like a real game breaking second mm. row. But anyway, yeah. People were 
filthy that we missed out on Frank Pritchard. And then that's when um, that Penrith just re-signed all their, you know, re-signed all these juniors to like long, you know, long deals, big money that went up uh, with the salary cap. So it was like, no, you earn this, you earn this. And if the salary cap goes up by X amount, you get this. And so like built in pay rises. So that was like Michael Jennings, Tim Grant, Sam McKendry, Lachlan Coote, think maybe Luke Lewis I can't remember but yeah that's that's it Penrith those, panic. those, are, those are plus from the past yeah oh, I know right that's um yeah that's it but Penrith are just so desperate to not lose don't want to lose any more juniors just uh, they just re-sign everyone and I think that's and that's the way that they seem to operate for um for, you know for years since then was just like oh no we can't can't lose the local juniors but it's just like well you know you got to, the rest of the squad to fill. So yeah, exactly. you got to, yeah, you got to, um, yeah, that's got to make some hard decisions and yeah, that's why I'm happy. Yeah. I'm happy with the way that the, the stains thing was handled because he, his manager at least was like, oh, you know, go to market and have a look. And the club said, okay, sure. Let him go to market. He came back and he re-signed uh, reported 350,000 a year. Fine. It's like, yeah, it's like, it's okay. I mean, seeing what, I mean, it's very, very small sample size, but Jesus, he's quick. <laughs> yeah, which is like the best thing when, on, on your team, let's be honest. Having someone that fast is the best part of rugby league. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's good fun. I mean, considering, I mean, I love, I love Mansell and Toto, but um, they're not, they're not pace guys. We need, we need a fast guy. <laughs> yeah. We got a fast guy now. But my favorite thing about having James Roberts at the Broncos was like, if you got in the ball and there was like five minutes of space and it was, you're 70 meters away, you're like, oh, he scored. Well, I mean, <laughs> that, that, that try, like he just decided to run fast. Yeah. Oh yeah, James. Yeah, it's funny watching the James Roberts like Bo Jackson Techno Bowl try. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is uh, Charlie saying to some of that potential in him there, which is good. But well, yeah, well, just... I, I know there's I know there's not a lot of truth to these rumors, but but was uh w- were rounds of beers uh, for everybody in the venue included in Charlie Staines's uh, contract at Penrith Leagues? <laughs> and uh, is that counted as a third party deal? No, no, they haven't. Uh, no, there wasn't at Panthers Forbes, so I think they, they got away. <laughs> Panthers got Forbes. Away. Panthers <laughs> Forbes. That would be that would be the fanciest joint in town. Imagine how be. loose Panthers Forbes would be. So I know you've got that like skydiving thing at at Panthers in Penrith. Yeah, imagine I, that at Forbes. Yeah. I think my cousin worked there actually. Yeah, I don't know. There you go. I think very, it's very Penrith. <laughs> uh, Yes. What's a... Forbes's? What's Forbes? Where's Where's Harry when we need him? What's Forbes's team called? Where's oh, Harry? God. They're are not they the Space Men. Like, I always get the confused. No, Parks are the Space Men. Yeah, I know. I know. For, Forbes and Magpies? I can't remember. They Who could cares? Be. It's a safe Campo's guess. A rugby league team. Campo's it is a Magpies. It's a Magpies. Oh, nice. There we go. Very good. Yeah. Um, I do want to mention, well, as you said, how good Penrith been all, all year. I'm stolen one for, from our friend Harry Ramage, but they've only trailed once since the restart at halftime. And before the restart, they trailed twice as well. They've been down by seven or more on three occasions and won all three of those games. Like, uh, they, they obviously lead the competition in like pretty much everything. <laughs> the best defense. They had at the most points scored until Penrith got over the... Uh, sorry, Storm got ahead of them, I think, last week. Uh, they have the most meters in the competition, most line breaks. Like they're just so good at everything. And it's... It kind of feels like because the season wasn't a full 25 rounds and then you didn't get, get enough of playing a few other teams twice that we haven't fully appreciated how good a regular season they had. Like, if you remember the, the Sharks streak a few years ago, people didn't shut up about it. <laughs> like, you know, 
But uh, Penrith had this amazing season. It does feel weird as Bungard said they've gone in, uh, they've gone in as underdogs, which is apparently the first time in Australian gambling history that a team had a, a streak of X length and gone into the finals mm. underdogs. It's like over 15 games length or something. But yeah, they've weirdly gone in as underdogs. But I think a lot of people also just assume it'll stay together. But uh, just um, they're never going to have 30 fit again. I do feel like you've no. played this good all year. This is the chance. Don't think it's next year. This is the chance. This is the time. Yeah, that's not. Yep, that's it. There's, I mean, yes, there's, um, there's the window, but yeah. there's, I, yeah, what's even more narrow than, you know, like a premiership window is a window <laughs> with injury luck. Like, yeah. I cannot believe that, especially like no breaks. I mean, they've, yeah, we rested a few, now they've rested a few guys and they've had some minor injuries, but not having any major unheard injuries. of injuries. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's insane. Crazy. It's insane. It's, um, it's a, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. Look, part of me thinks, yeah, well, it is, it is lucky, but also I think like they've done a real uh, strength and conditioning staff done a really good job. It's a far cry Definitely. from, uh, it's a far cry from Ronnie Palmer days where he's, you know, you know, I was going to mention that. Yeah. yeah. Rob, Robert Jennings tearing his hamstring and then Ronnie Palmer trying to milk a head bin out of it. Yeah. yeah. Just, uh, just rub this ice on it. It's, oh, got, it's fine. You'll be fine. Box of magic dust. mate. Yeah. And, and part of that special stuff there too is the entire coaching staff, not just, um, uh, Ivan himself, but like Cam Serraldo's had a relationship with these players for like the, the entire time. He was their coach five years ago and Trent Barrett's had a good job there. And it's like, it's hard to keep a playing group together. It's just as hard to keep a coaching core together. And I know everyone is seen from that song sheet and Serraldo said no to clubs. Like I'm going to stay in Newman with this team, but one day two or three of them will crack for money and it'll, that's it. So you're there now. That's the opportunity to do it. I know there's so many young teams who, any sport of the last 20 years, we go, look at this team. They're going to dominate this comp for a decade. And Penrith might, but like they've had juniors for a long time. This is the right batch now. This is the, the, the two or three when you had to win, win something in, it feels like, two, three-year window. So yeah. what do you think is going to happen on Sunday, Shanta? I, well, I, I think it's going to be wet, which is, um, is very... Well, it, it does. It's gonna be. It it's gonna be WAP. Wet ass Panthers. <laughs> Terrible. Get oh, wet ass pitch. Get out of here. <laughs> ass pitch is very good too. Oh God. Uh, yes. Look, I um, I do do appreciate the weather because um, yeah, you guys, you guys have talked about it, and we've seen it forever with Melbourne. Give them a yeah, give them a fast deck and watch them go, and yeah, that's the and that's and look, that's probably the only thing that sort of would worry me about the storm is like some the pace of some of the guys that they have compared to um, I know that's I love love Mansell love and to, and Toto and they bring a lot to the team, but you know high balls and <laughs> and uh, the pace of their opposites would you know scare me a bit but i don't know and rain being the great equalizer and the way that this team plays like very physical and you know very tough up off the line i, I think yeah like a, a bit of a slower slower game a bit of a slog um actually benefits them which is just so funny to talk about now thinking in years past i'm thinking wait no we can't have a wet game because we need to be able to score like three tries in six <laughs> minutes to come from behind and win <laughs> no i think that yeah i don't know i I think that um, I don't know. I feel more. I feel more confident given the the weather forecast. Like you know, they can ha- they can hang in. They can they can win this. They can they can play. They can play tough. Um, and just the belief, just the belief that they have um, is just great. I lo- and yeah, like Jerome Luai being a great barometer of that. 
just yeah. talking shit and he's <laughs> amazing. The way that he's playing. It's it's just uh, it's just great. I, I love Jerome Luai. We we talked about uh, our, our dislike of Nathan Cleary's uh, outfits recently, but yes. I, I I do respect Jerome Luai's drip. Uh, uh, he, he is the he is the Samoan surfer, and I dig it. Uh, yeah, look, Jerome Luai. Yes, he can. You know, he can um, he can be dripping, but. Nathan Cleary, I don't know. That's like, um, you know, that's like when Andy Dalton, you know, did something with his hair. It's like, no, you're not, yes. no, you're not cool. Stop. Don't wear a leather jacket, Andy. It doesn't work. No. But, uh, yeah, but you did mention that weather, and I have heard some tropes this week of people saying like, oh, if it's wet, the storm slow the game down, and it's really good for the storm and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, well, you're thinking about the Cooper Cronk storm. You're not thinking about this current team. Moss Cam has good control. They haven't got the same kicking game or the same methodical way they played a couple of years ago. And I actually think the weather advantage is you guys. Like, Storm play faster now, and you guys are really good at the, you know, competing, completing, good line speed, fantastic kicking game, fantastic kick chase. And kicking game is like the thing that wins wet weather games. If you start a team down there 10, they're not making 50 metres in a set when it's wet. It's just it. If you pin them down there over and over, uh, that's what that wins That point wet that games. you made the other day about Cleary being able to put bombs on a dime. Yeah. And like the, and the kick that he put through for, was it Tyrone May earlier, like in the prelim, where he just had that little yeah. dink over the top? Yep. Like those are the kind of little one percenters that win games. Like the difference between starting a play on your 20 and starting a play on your 10. I know it's only 10 meters, but like psychologically, it's a massive difference. And and I know having watched Penrith a lot this week, uh, this year, and, and, and this week, but also uh, one of their big strengths is 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 kick chase, and if you can chase all the way down there and keep, like, make them make those hard runs, like those hard yardage runs out early, you'll be tiring out players like Adokar and Vinovalu and Pappenhausen and, and those 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 outside backs who are having to back up for their forwards. And that's where, as I said, that's where those 10 metres, four or five or six or seven sets in a row, that's where it becomes a difference. And that's where wet weather will really help Penrith. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, so, Shanta, are you... I mean, obviously, everyone's... No one's ever going to come on and before a game set. Maybe Cowboys fans in 2017 <laughs> and say, we're not going to win. But um, how, are you, how are you feeling? Are you going to win? Yeah, I feel like I feel like Penrith can win. The only the only thing that sort of gives me pause is um oh just I'm hoping that they got all of their nerves out in the in the prelim because that felt that was the only time where I felt like that the occasion sort of got the better of some of the some of the yeah. guys and they're a bit like Ooh. <laughs> I was going to ask you about that. Were you at all yeah. worried when it was like 14-12 in the second half when you should have been winning by about 700 points? Uh no, look, I was I was worried. I felt, I still felt like they could, they would win. It was just, uh, but it was just because it was so close and obviously anything can happen. Like they, Jesus, that Corey Allen try showed you anything can happen. It's just like, Oh God, wouldn't it be such a shame that they're in this game. They should be ahead by so much, but the nerves got the, the nerves got the better of them and they left all these points on the table and, and go home. That was the, that was the only, the only worry. Like I feel like they, they create, they, they all, they, they get the territory. They, they're down the right end. They're in the red zone. They, they just have to make, yeah, they just have to make the most of their opportunities. And that's, yeah. And, that, and that's what, yeah, that's my only, my only concern is like, well, geez, I hope they got all of that, um, all that out of their system now. And they, yeah. And uh, they sort of feel like they belong there. Um, 
that's yeah, that's it. But I feel like the way that Penrith play, I I have every confidence in them actually going in and winning. It's um yeah, it's weird it's weird to talk like this. PTSD for years and a touch of the camp I was like I've seen them lose from here. <laughs> <laughs> uh but no, it's now it's like I finally accept it's taken what, seventeen seventeen games in a row, but I'm like, okay, we ha- we're a good football team. <laughs> we're quite a good football team. Yeah, so, yeah, you I can think, accept it now. Yeah, you can. I remember you earlier in the season when we did pods, you did ask que- you 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 did have questions where you even you were kind of still doubting whether they were good or not. But I think that's natural mm. for everyone, especially for teams like say Canberra and Penrith who've been constantly let down by their teams in the past few years to actually have to come to terms with the fact that maybe you're just really bloody good, uh, and this is one of those years. So, yeah. Um, so I guess a final prediction, Shanta. What what's what's gonna what's the score gonna be? Ah. 1912 to the storm bold okay so <laughs> yeah so I, I um and for you what would it mean like compared with you know 2003 obviously one of the greatest grand finals of all time um what what, what would how would winning this what, what would that mean to you uh to me it'd be i don't know it'd be it'd be nice because all the um like the the five year plan narrative, <laughs> I care that I don't care that it took like <laughs> eight eight years, <laughs> whatever. Just to you know knock that knock that on the head. It's like there we go, premierships. You know, won it. They won a premiership. <laughs> I just no, no, I'm just. Uh, it's just because yeah, it's so. You know, not not every you know not every club has had um, like a nice nice patch of um, you know grand final appearances or um, or even don't. <laughs> Not a knock, but you know, three prelims in a row, or making six, making or six this decade. But yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Look, because ah, <laughs> oh, look, I'm yeah, I'm not not a, not trying to have a shot on them, but they made they, they they made it that far. That's that's excellent, and that's something that a lot of clubs would. Yeah, you, know, you think? Don't think the Titans would? Like, I would rather like to... be shit than keep losing fucking prelims, mate. Rather be you'd rather be like ah oh, damn. If Give only... me winning five games a year, celebrating each win like it's a grand final over this. Just crying about Damian Cook not being good anymore <laughs> once a year oh, sucks. No. Nobody mentioned Damian Cook, mate. It's fine. <laughs> Let him out of your head. <laughs> I, can't, I can't. Um, but yeah, uh, no, absolutely, mate. Well, we yes. we obviously want you to be happy, and we hope the best for you on the weekend. We will, of course, be doing but, our. But for the rest of Penrith fans, we want you to be miserable. So that's true. That is. Um, <laughs> I do want to mention one thing before we move that. By the way, yeah. you know that Penrith are like that team is like only disliked by the subsection of the internet that we belong to. Yeah, <laughs> it's, so, like, it's so bizarre. Other people ask us like, "Why do you want Storm to win and not Penrith?" Like anyone in the streets would be like, "What's wrong with you?" <laughs> that's uh, true. Yeah, uh, that's it. No, look, that's it. I know that. Um... The Panthers fan base doesn't always cover themselves in glory. Um, I I accept that. <laughs> There's a lot of bitterness, mate. Even the club putting oh. the bitterness out of Cleary having the drive to the Dally M's and knowing that he lost. Oh, man, that's oh look, I oh, well, I don't know why they do that. Some they do some they do some tin pot stuff. It's like oh, don't don't do that. You're you're that's it. That's where that's where it feels at odds with like we're a good we're a good team now. We don't need to complain about stuff like you know stuff like this that you know nathan missed an individual gong in a what, what's been like known to be a flawed system for years and yeah. it's like who cares it's all right i'm sure he won't give a rat's ass if he's you know holding up a trophy at the end of the end of the week exactly. plus it gets you over that uh, dalliam curse so uh, dalliam winner doesn't win the premiership most of the time so that's good no that's right well that's 
Well, that's what that's good, and that's why I'm glad that you know Craig Gower sat him out in 2003. Exactly right, <laughs> mate. Exactly right. Um, yeah, well, we will have our grand final preview, the three of us coming to you guys on Saturday. So we'll save our takes for what we think is going to happen until then. But um, yeah, Shanta, thanks for, for coming on. Is there anything you'd like to plug anything before you head off? Um, well, look, if you want um, the occasional meme and tepid take, uh, <laughs> my Twitter handle is at Shanta86. Or if you're in the market for um, handcrafted uh, bows and earrings check out maddie and me create on etsy okay oh, oh, here go. we go. good plug right. that's I'm a different plug- part of vlog i love it oh that's it no i'm plugging no, i'm plugging my wife's business she's outstanding my, it's my sure. sugar mama yeah good stuff all right well mate thank you so much for coming on and good luck yeah, thanks, for man. sunday and so, another way to support yeah. his wife's business is uh, patreon.com forward slash nrl boom rookies that is true <laughs> that's right i mean that, that's actually the the number one way to support <laughs> his wife's business i believe Shanta, can you confirm that? Uh, yeah, unless she has an OnlyFans that I don't know about. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> well, this took a turn. It did. Yeah, she's um, got Cam Newton in the background and, and Luke Kinkley <laughs> like you do there. Oh, you guys oh don't know, by the way, uh, Shanta oh, has a fantastic, a fantastic study set up and he yeah. has a like, life-size Cam Newton and, uh, and uh, Luke Kinkley on his, on his wall. Yeah, uh, and, and, and now that you've mentioned Patreon, Mitch, I'd like to give a quick shout-out to the people in the top two tiers of our Patreon subscription. If you do want to support us, as Mitch said, nrl.com forward slash boomrookies. Um, and those people are Bert Andrews, Carlo Tyson, Chris Avnell, Chris Slade, Dan Cullinane, Dave, Frankie, Harvey G, Simo Alley, Jace G, uh, Jason, uh, Maddie Jenkins, Maddie McPee, Michael Murray, Morgan Watkins, Never Trendy, Roxanne Clark, Ty, Thor Lakoff, Tom... Hardy, Warwick Ahern, and Wayne Ritchie. Couple new, couple people in there, I think, who boosted their donation up to the shout-out tier from from a lower tier. So thank you. We glad that you guys have been enjoying the extra pod this week. Um, did notice that uh, Michael Gregson was not among those top two tiers. Seem to be noticing. Yeah, seem to be noticing this. Uh... We're sending a bad message. Really, getting these lower tier patrons on. We the are patting the really. bad dog, Matt. As you we say. actually are terrible, terrible stuff. Um, I respond. I'm glad that Link has uh, taken taken a moment to shut up. Shanta is probably the only Penrith fan who made it through this podcast for the last few years. So, like, that's that's fair. That's fair, fucks. And he never gave us a bad review. Speaking of which, please give us good iTunes reviews because, like, those like handful of bad ones Parramatta fans gave us, plus that one from that crazy Cowboys fan, (laughs) have really dragged the rating down. God, don't isn't it a joke though that they that um, AJ got gifted that try? Oh, yeah, <laughs> terrible, absolutely pathetic. There's nothing <laughs> funny about it, <laughs> except it was possibly the funniest thing I've ever seen in rugby league. But anyway, all right, say goodbye, Shanta. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Dale. Bye. Say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. And it's goodbye from me. <laughs> <laughs>